two scared siblings. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm so tired. I know. Dear goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Um, that summarizes it basically. Like, it's just not. Like uh-huh. everything's just not. Everything is not. Yeah, I had some like PTSD flashbacks last night, so I had to like do some things <laughs> yeah, that I'm not proud of. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but not nothing, nothing bad. I didn't like kill a man this time. Yeah, that was last time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, no, I've gotten over that. We've moved on from that. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. No. I, I mean, like, it doesn't count if you only do it once and you apologize, right? It so. was more than once. We had to have an intervention because he kept killing people. Every time he like, had a PTSD flashback and we're like, Kate, no, you have to find a different way. And I'm like, oh, God, you guys are so demanding. I can't believe you don't understand. <laughs> Ren, you're hurting your family. I'm hurting. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you're but... hurting homeless men. God, I wouldn't target homeless men. I target cops. Uh, ca- um, cop killers, cars. Right? Cop, you target yeah. cop killers. Yeah, totally. Those are the ones I target because they're such bad people for killing mm-hmm. cops. Yeah, how dare they? You wouldn't become a cop killer at all. Mm, no, <laughs> never. <laughs> That's just not what I stand for. You strike that from the record. Yeah, no. Pretend I. I okay. To be to be fair, I actually have not killed anyone. <laughs> In case anyone's confused, I'm not that kind of guy. They're just like looking up um, news like articles, recent deaths. And like, it counts, <laughs> They're just like, like no. Cochrane plus recent murders. <laughs> yeah, no. If you find one, tell me about it because I didn't think Cochrane was capable of that, and also it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was just like that song. Mm-hmm. But she called me on the I counter. Like wasn't me. Oh Saw my me banging on the sofa. Wasn't me. me. I yeah. even had her in the shower. Wasn't I'm not me. a good singer. I love. No, you're a good singer. I like that. That was a good. That oh, yeah, was a good that was tune. a really. That was catchy. Time. Thank no, you. I'm I'm, like, I didn't make up that song. I want though. that. No, but, but like that's a remix. That's my favorite it's remix the of the Andrea song. Re- <laughs> yeah, my remix is your favorite. Yeah, remix. the Andrea cover of <laughs> wasn't me. I think I forgot what it's called. It's by Shaggy, right? Like yeah, Shaggy and the guy that sings because Shaggy, I'm pretty sure, just raps. Yeah, and he's the one who's trying to talk the guy into just lying. Although I don't know how you lie in that situation. She saw you. How are you like, it wasn't me. Well, well and you're like naked on the like. My evil floor. twin brother broke into my house and had sex with my neighbor. I'm so sorry, baby. Yeah, dang the evil <laughs> twin. And if she believes that, then you probably deserve each other. Yeah, to be honest, like... She's like, oh, yeah, no, that seems plausible. All right. I have had to listen to that song so many times because, like, in junior high, one of my friends was super into it. So, like, I was on the bus with her, and she just made me listen to that song so much. She thought it was, like, so funny. Yeah, Shaggy was big back then. Yeah, yeah, back in, like, Mm -hmm. 2004 or something. He was even earlier than that because he was, throughout my whole middle school years, big. Oh, that's weird. Just for different songs, not that one. Yeah, it was old when she showed it to me, but she had just discovered it and was really stoked about it. Oh, okay. Well, a lot of people really liked it. It was on the radio when I was (laughs) listening to those current. I had something to mention. Yeah, you did. Snail goo. I got my snail goo in the mail. I didn't tell you guys I was getting it because it was last Snail. (laughs) <laughs> snail. I got it snail in the goo. snail mail. Snail. Sn- snail uh, goo. Snail goo. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm so just... I got it, and it is actually quite gooey. 
Does it work? It's well, I don't I mean, know. I, I, I only yet. just put it on today. Oh, it's on you. I have snail goo on my face. Ah, I didn't <laughs> notice. This is just what she always looks like. I mixed it with some of my other night cream because I had a little bit of night cream left. Yeah. And I wanted to use it up. Yeah. So I just mixed it, but ne- tomorrow night it'll be uh, full on snail goo on my face. I didn't know that you were going to buy it. I just mentioned it. I didn't know and I was going like, to buy you know it. And you're like, I'm just going to buy What? I just had a, a bored moment at work and I was like, I wonder how, like, if it's as cheap as Ren says it is. So I just looked it up on it's Amazon. It's pretty cheap, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's actually it was like it was like thirteen dollars for yeah. a small thing of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's about the same as like if you were to buy the cheaper kind of like Nivea or Olay like night creams. Yeah. It's about the same price, right? Like super cheap version, yeah, like Pons or something. Yeah. Like not yeah. as cheap as Pons. Pons is like super cheap. It's like five dollars for a huge thing. Yeah, but Pons doesn't have snail goo. No. Okay, so, so it's totally <laughs> like slime. When yeah, you take no, it out, it's it, probably like, nasty. It probably like, has like, oh, it's like, snot. like mucus. It's mucus. I mean, it is. It's like snail body snot. It really is actually mucus. Yeah. I have snail mucus on my face. I mean, apparently it's good for, Am I, I don't know yet? why. I mean, <laughs> don't put me on the spot like this. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's not it's working, a- Andrea. It's in fact doing the opposite of what no, it's supposed to No, I suspect it's going to be great, actually, because, like, I've heard good things about it, and it's really common in certain countries, and, like, I had never heard of that, so I watched a YouTube video about this, like, secret skin tips that work was what I was watching, and mm-hmm. they're, they're like a jar of snail goo. They just put on, they're like, this is disgusting, but it works. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, it's like 10 bucks or something on Amazon. I was like, what? Yeah, it's super cheap. Fuck, yes. It's really light too. Like when I took the case out, I was surprised because it's like, yeah. it's not the same heaviness as like normal face creams. No, because it's snail mucus. It's snail mucus, which is apparently lighter. I wonder how they harvest it though. They just follow snails around and scrape, like, scrape up scrape their little up. slimy trails Aww. into a, a jar and then That'd send really it to cute. me. I bet there's like a <laughs> snail farm that they have, like just to like harvest the goo. Like the snails are like, there's like a net below them Probably, when they move. It's just there's like, probably something. There's something like that. I, I mean, I, I would imagine they that they wouldn't kill, kill all the snails because that would no. be really counterintuitive. You'd have how to are find more snails. Yeah, like I don't know. You'd how have it's to made. constantly find a shit ton of snails. Which I mean, they're around. I guess, but yeah, it would be a waste It'd when be you a can waste. just let they're them keep farmed. making snot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do that on their own. You don't yeah. need, you don't need to murder. You don't need to kill them. them. Just let them. Just give it some time. Just let them live. Let them make some more. Yeah. You let them just be be their their snail selves. Aw. Yeah. Aw. Right. That's so inspiring. I'm an advocate for snail rights. Me too. Snail yeah. snail rights activist. <laughs> Why okay. can't snail wear pants? Another thing I wanted to mention. Yes, tell me. You guys probably all think I have advanced emphysema because I am constantly clearing. It's like moderate clearing... emphysema. <laughs> moderate. I'm constantly clearing my throat on this podcast, and I think it's gotten worse over time <clears throat> as I do it again. Oh and God! Yeah. So I think I may be allergic to wine, which is my fear. Oh geez, my that greatest sucks. fear realized. I'm pretty sure. It might be an allergic reaction to wine. But I'm going to go to an, a walk-in. And be like, doctor, soon. please tell me it's not wine. Or emphysema. Please tell me it's not wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with emphysema, but please just tell me please it's not allergic to wine. Please just tell me it's cancer, but I'm allowed to, like, drink wine. Yeah, no. I was hungover yesterday. Oh, I understand. Because I switched to vodka. And Oof. I can't do that. It, yeah, don't do that. I didn't even have that strong. Like, I had two drinks 
But Ugh. apparently hard liquor. It just like slams into you slams. like a fucking truck. It just like murders you dead. I was murdered It just like dead. spits on your corpse and dances and like rolls around in it and then yeah. spits on it again and then leaves. Yeah. That's, that's how vodka treats you. Precisely what happened to me. Yeah, no, I can picture it. On Saturday night. I could just picture the Smirnoff <laughs> bottle just like kicking your ass. And another thing I'm afraid of. Yeah. Andrea's given all the fear. If anybody was ever murdered, I realized that I'm going to be so screwed because that is all I research at work, at home, if... on my phone, my personal laptop, my work computer. Oh, shit. Everybody is going to be like, Jesus, this girl really did do it. And I'll be like, I swear I didn't. I just really like murder. <laughs> but not doing the murder. Which sounds great. I just that like just to read about promising. other people's murder. I just really like murder, and that's my whole defense, officer. Like, so that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of emphysema and... And being accused falsely of murder. Yeah. That's deep. That got deep. Thanks to my own activities. I'm afraid of having to fix my foam closet, because like, it's just falling apart. It is Look terrifying. at that shit. I know we complain about the foam every time, and until you guys <laughs> give us more money, we're gonna completely we're gonna keep talking about the foam. So like that's incentive for you to join our Patreon tiers. Maybe like ugh, we need to get like, that out of their episodes just, at some point. Yeah, we just we need them to stop whining about their foam. So here, take my money. Just stop <laughs> talking about the foam. I'll be like, okay, I'll talk about it slightly less. <laughs> like, we have more expensive foam falling on us now. <laughs> uh, now we, we'll have good microphones. Instead of buying new mics, we just bought more foam. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like a fucking like gymnastic foam pit in here. Is it what does. It, like, it does. Oh my god, it does. Right? I didn't even like, think I of that Like I could cannonball in here and just die. That's what I could do. I could do that. Don't doubt me. I don't doubt you. I could you. smell your doubts. I believe you. Okay, thank you. Ish. I'm so tired. I understand. My bad life choices have left me exhausted. Yeah. Oh, and I have one more thing. Oh. Okay. What's that? So this is for the Idaho uh, girl I've been talking to. Idaho. So I've been listening to this podcast called Frozen in Time. Ooh. And it's great. It covers all these cold cases. Oh, shit, yes. It's done by this girl in Idaho who is over... Uh, Twitter DMs become a really like close friend of mine practically in two weeks. Aww. Yeah, she's like my sis, my Canadian or American sister. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I forget that we live in Canada too. I know. I'm like she's my Can- no wait. I'm the Canadian. You're the Canadian sister. Yeah. <laughs> you're frozen in time because we're literally frozen in Canada right now. We are. Like it's hot minus thirty five degrees out. Yeah, it's Celsius. Really fucking cold. I'm moving to BC, which is like Canada light. So she actually does this really great um, podcast, which talks about yeah. all cold cases, and it's really good. It's not; it's just her doing it, and it, she just gets right down to business, which I find really <laughs> great. Instead I of like listening that. to our banter for yeah, thirty of minutes to listen to us like wine <laughs> before foam. we get into it, yeah, yeah. Um, but she just gets right into it. It's really great. I really like her episode. She has a great voice, and Ooh. here's a little clip from. Of, like, of her introducing herself. Yeah, listen to a bit of Frozen in Time. Hey, true crime fans. If you love cold cases, come check out my new podcast, Frozen in Time. Every Tuesday, I, Jocelyn Maxwell, release a new cold case episode. I try to get as detailed as possible while advocating for the victim, not the crime. I cover missing people, mysteries, and murders that haven't been solved. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify. 
Also, come on over and say hi at Twitter and Instagram at Frozen in Time Pod. Check out my website where I give a list of episodes and other cool links at frozenintimepodcast.com. Or if you have a cold case idea, email me at frozenintimepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so All right, so that, that was Frozen in Time. Yeah. Uh, yes. Her name is Jocelyn Maxwell. And uh, yeah, so she's the host of that. Yeah. I guess she already introduced herself in the clip, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love her podcast. Um, you should check it out, especially if yeah. you're into like mysteries and shit. Because like these are cold cases. This is brutal. Oh, I, this is and some they're good so research. interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really cool research too. Because that's like a hard. Oh, one. she actually reaches out to the families. What to see if she can get some interviews. So um, oh, shit, we should start doing. That. So far, I haven't heard her. Uh, have any like taped interviews on there of the fam- but she interviews them to get information yeah so um yeah sweet it's great that's it's awesome. a really good podcast yeah so now you know about another one that like if you're into more of the true crime stuff and you're like why is Ren talking about ghosts again fucking <laughs> so you're just like you're wanting some true crime just go just go there go see jocelyn yeah you're like hey joe joe joe, joe. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. it's her name now I'll let her know. After. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. So. All right. So you've got some stuff today. We have some shit. We I had a was, request. We did have a request, but I think I got the wrong thing because well, apparently bamboo kills people in a lot of ways. This might be. You might not have gotten the wrong thing, and I might have just misunderstood. I mean, so bamboo. I thought it was about bamboo that strangled people. Me too. And and I looked for that. I'm not talking about bamboo stalking around strangling people. That's I just I thought like bamboo. Growing in weird ways and shooting up and strength. I don't know. You know um, what? Me too. I don't know like, what I sometimes thought. Sometimes bamboo just like, sometimes you're walking around and you're like, bamboo. And the bamboo's <laughs> just like, smick. The bamboo's just like, fuck you. Yeah, the bamboo's just like, well, bam. But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. <laughs> well, bamboo. So. <laughs> or it's like, I hate bam- that. Boo. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Except the person actually dies, so it's like less cute. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, that's the door. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> There's fucking this bed is killing me. But it had a clever opening line. <laughs> All right. So this is way less cheery and involves some bamboo. Okay. Yeah. So Anthony Allen Shore, who lived June 25th, 1962 to January 18th, 2018. So he was recently murdered. I mean, like, oh. he kind of deserved it. But, oh. You know. So... He was an American serial killer and child molester who was responsible for the slayings of one woman and three girls. He operated from 1986 to 2000 and was known as the tourniquet killer because of his use of a ligature with either a toothbrush or bamboo stick to oh. tighten or loosen the ligature. That's fucking weird. What a freak. Yeah, the instrument was similar to, like, a twitch, a tool used by farmers to, like, control horses, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a bamboo whip, I guess. Short was sentenced to death in 2004 and executed by lethal injection on January 18th, 2018. So it took them a really dang long time to kill him. Yeah. Yes, that was a slow slow. lethal injection. They just give him a tiny bit every day. They're like, (laughs) eventually this will be lethal. Eventually this will be highly concentrated in your bloodstream. Yeah, it'll it'll build up, I'm sure. No, (laughs) but like, it's weird that they only like, I don't know. But anyway, he married a woman named Jin. Uh, Jin. (laughs) <laughs> Freudian slip. Gina Lynn Worley in nineteen eighty three and they had two daughters. They later divorced and Shore, uh Anthony, was given custody of his two young girls. 
Oh. Yeah, that's fucked. He married Amy Lynch in 1997 and divorced after Lynch accused him of abuse, which is not a stretch. That's not surprising. No. Was he caught? Oh, he was sentenced he to was, death in 2004. He was, he was sentenced to death, yeah. So, so he, he got married caught. before this. Okay. Yeah, he got married to, he had two daughters with Gina, and then, like, he married Amy in 1997, like, t- over ten years later. Oh. And then after that, he was caught for doing what I'm about to tell you he did. Uh, so, some, uh, his victims. All right, so Lori Lee Tremblay. Shore's first known victim was 14-year-old Lori Tremblay, who was killed on September 26, 1986. Tremblay was walking to school when she was attacked. After attempting to sexually assault her, Shore strangled Tremblay. Her body was dumped behind a Mexican restaurant in Houston. Oh, Well, she was only 14. That's a bummer. Well, because he was into kids like a fucking nasty. All right, so (laughs) Maria del Carmen Estrada. Uh, Maria del Carmen Estrada, 21, so one of his older victims, I guess, was killed on April 16th, 1992. She had been sexually assaulted and strangled. Estrada was a Mexican immigrant working as a nanny, and Estrada's body was found in the back of a Dairy Queen that same day. I don't know why he's, like, putting them in, like, fast food places. Like, what? These must have been crimes of opportunity. It's so weird. Yeah. So, Selma Johnsky. It's just restaurants. Right? Like, he just... <laughs> bad restaurants. Like, Dairy Queen? If you're gonna kill me, at least kill me behind an Earl's. You could do me that much. Like... <laughs> So, yeah, Selma Jansky. On October 19, 1993, Shore entered the home of 14-year-old Selma Jansky, then bound and sexually assaulted her. However, he did not kill her and instead fled the scene on foot. Oh, okay. Yeah, Why? weird, hey? I'm not sure yet. All right. But I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so, next victim, because he had a lot. Jeez, what is with this guy? Diana Ribolar. Diana Ribolar, nine was killed on August the 8th, 1984. She had been beaten, sexually assaulted, and strangled. She lived in the Houston Heights area of Houston at the front of a small duplex. The day of her death, she was seen at a local grocery store. What is with him in food? Employees saw her leave the store safely, but she never returned home. She was found the next day on a loading dock behind a building. One lead for police was given by a neighbor who described a van that frequented the area. She was connected to the Maria del Carmen Estrada case by the killer's M.O., a rope with a bamboo stick attached was found around her neck. What is it with him and bamboo? Right? And like, he's clearly making that? new ones each time if she if he's leaving them behind. Yeah, he's just got like all these bamboos just like at his disposal. I guess they should know what to look for then, like a guy with a bunch of bamboo in his house. Yeah. <laughs> she's welcome into like <laughs> or his like house. a zoo he's worker. Like, I just happened to this I'm holding this bamboo for a friend. <laughs> like <laughs> So, Dana Sanchez. Dana Sanchez, 16, was killed on July 6, 1995. So he did most of his murdering in, like, the 90s. Um, Shore offered her a ride in his van. He made advances to her, which she resisted, and then she was strangled. Seven days later, an anonymous telephone call to a local news station, actually made by Shore, directed police to her body in a Harris County field. Oh, so he... That's kind of weird wanted her to be found yeah or he wanted to be caught or something i don't know what's going on with him i'm dying <sighs> drink me too i'm dying <laughs> i don't know why but my my throat clearing is aggravated by this podcast oh, me too oh my gosh it's weird all right so investigation all right in 1998 shore was convicted of molesting his two daughters tiffany and amber and as a result he was required to provide police with a dna sample 
In 2000, the year 2000, detectives pulled Maria del Carmen Estrada's case from the cold files. So this might actually be one that Dawson would know about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tested DNA evidence from underneath Estrada's finger- fingernails and received a full genetic profile. The results were not immediately matched ashore because of problems at the lab. As a result of an audit, the lab was closed in 2002. Certain samples, however, including those taken from Estrada's nails, were sent to another laboratory for retesting. The results were not matched until 2003, which led to Shore's arrest for Estrada's murder. Okay. Yep. It's weird. That's very slow work there, but okay. Right? What is going on? And they only just, like, executed him in, uh, in 2018. Like, what the? Problems at the there are there there are always problems at these labs. I'm wondering how accurate labs a are. lot of their arrests have even been. I do want to know. Yeah, I'm kind of like uh. Hmm. So eleven hours into his interrogation, Shore confessed to the murders of Maria del Carmen Estrada, Diana Ribolar, and Dana Sanchez. He also confessed to the 1987 murder of 14 year old Lori Tremblay and the 1994 rape of a 14 year old girl. Yikes. Detectives had no way of linking this killing to the three other murders because Tremblay was strangled with a ligature. When asked why he switched to a tourniquet, Shore replied, because I hurt my finger while murdering Tremblay. Oh. Poor baby. That's a good reason. That's that's pretty straightforward. (laughs) Trial and conviction. Despite Shore's confession to the murders of four people and the rape of another, prosecutor Kelly Siegler decided to charge Shore only for Estrada's murder because it contained the most forensic evidence. His trial began in late October 2004. The jury found Shore guilty of capital murder. That's accurate. Yep, during the sentencing phase, Shore's only surviving victim testified. So this must have been the one he ran away from. Yeah. After less than an hour of deliberations, the jury recommended that Shore be put to death, which Shore himself had asked for. He was sentenced to death on November 15th, 2004. Execution. This is a fun one. I mean, it depends on what you find fun, but you know. <laughs> Shore was executed by lethal injection on January 18th, 2018 well, at 6.28 p.m. lethal injection is a good time. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's lethal. 6.28 p.m. Uh, okay. Coastal Standard Time, I believe. The first person executed in the United States in 2018. So, like, that doesn't happen much. He was 55 years old. Before the execution, he confessed that I made my peace. And his last words were, Ooh-wee, I can feel that. Oh. I wonder what that feels like that he was talking about. Probably, like, a huge <laughs> shot of, like, anesthesia. Yeah. Because that's I wonder what it if, is. like, you feel your heart t- starting to skip... Probably. Beats. Like, you feel it slow right the fuck down. I mean, I you probably feel a lot of things, yeah. Like, I mean, it's an anesthesia, so you probably feel pretty good. It's probably like a pre-surgical thing. Well, then you shouldn't feel good. I don't know. No. If you're someone like this, no. You yeah. don't have the right to. I agree with that completely, but, like, I also don't believe in capital punishment, as you and I, I have discussed. Either. Yeah, we've discussed that. And, like, I think it's just keep them in jail. They deserve to have to live through what they did yeah not just be put down like easy but it's what he asked for and i think like since he directed the police to one of the girl's bodies i think he he definitely wanted to be caught yeah well either wanted to be caught or wanted to be like punished recognized yeah hopefully it wasn't just for his work recognized i guess yeah hopefully it wasn't it doesn't seem like that it seems like he just 
If you have weird urges like this, like go to therapy. Like, goddamn. Yeah. Like, if you want to stop, like, yeah. I yeah, like do it before you kill people. Yeah. Yeah, so. I have a serial killer. Okay, well, yeah. you, I don't, don't know we all? if you call it a serial killer specifically. Did he kill well, I guess it is, serially? Yeah. I mean, yes. But he did it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, let's This was do recommended that. by our secret cousin. Ah, our Ghostbuster cousin. <laughs> our Ghostbuster cousin. I hope she's like, okay, that I call her the Ghostbuster cousin. I think so. It's pretty cool. I mean, I haven't talked to her about it. But. I mean, I, she's just like silently stewing, like fucking, <laughs> like, I am more than a ghost buster. I am also a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd be stoked to be the ghost buster. So this is the story of Joseph Duncan. Okay. So Joseph Duncan. His oh, first Joseph. recorded sex crime was in 1978 when he was 15 years old and it took place in Tacoma, Washington, where he raped a nine-year-old boy at gunpoint. What the fuck? Right? Um, where did he get the gun? At 15 years old in Tacoma, apparently, in 1978. Yikes. Okay. Um, you can have a gun. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the following year, he was arrested driving a stolen car, and he was sent to a boy's ranch. What the fuck is that? Um, it's like a place where they... Like a ranch where you have to like take care of horses and do all that sort of stuff and they like set oh, you straight. Oh, so it's like holes or whatever. Yeah. A ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there he told a therapist that he had bound and sexually assaulted six boys. Yikes. It's estimated that he had raped 13 younger boys by the time he was 16. Holy shit. In 1980, he stole guns from a neighbor and then abducted a 14-year-old boy and sodomized him <laughs> at gunpoint in Tacoma. So nice. Okay. Yeah. He was arrested in 1996 for marijuana use and then released on parole several weeks later. It's believed that during his parole, he murdered Samiejo White and Carmen Cubias Cubias? in Seattle in 1996 and Anthony Martinez in Riverside County, California. But both cases went cold until the Groney case, which I will be talking about. Oh, geez, the Groney case. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was arrested in Kansas in 1997 after violating his parole. And then he was released in July July 14th, 2000 with time off for good behavior. And Uh he moved to Fargo, North Dakota. In March 2005, he was charged with the July 3rd, 2004 molestation of two boys at a playground in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. On April 5th, 2005, he appeared before a judge who set his bail at $15,000, and then this Fargo businessman posted his bail. What? Yeah, I guess he'd, like, made friends with him. What? Yeah. I mean, if you're my friend, I'm still not going to excuse you for being a rapist. Sorry, I'm going to post your fucking bail. Yeah. Like... I know. Stop being a rapist, then we'll talk about it. (laughs) So, of course, then Duncan skipped his bail and disappeared. Mm. On June 1st, 2005, a federal warrant was issued for Duncan's arrest on the charge of unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. <laughs> Good. But Good. he still disappeared. So, oh, geez. He's somewhere. I don't know. Now, here Yikes. we go. Oh, no, wait. This wasn't. God damn it. This wasn't suggested by our secret cousin. What? Who suggested this? was suggested this? by Jocelyn from Frozen in Time. Are we mixing up Jocelyn? Jocelyn, your honorary cousin. <laughs> yeah, honorary And a Ghostbuster. The only reason I got them mixed up is because the night... So Jocelyn recommended this case the night before. Mm-hmm. And then Brenda texted me the next day. 
Oh, geez. A bunch of guys' names, like, or two two guys' names. Two Sometimes names. when you research, like, a lot of murder, like, all the time, you start to just, like, they blend. Yeah, and, and I did like, this. murder number 5,018 Yeah, you can't half. remember them as separate things No, it's as just, well. like, murderers. But this I'm going to do ghosts next time, and I don't care what you think, guys. This is why. Ghosts. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is why she re- recommended it was because, so Jocelyn really is in Idaho. Weird. Oh, sweet. And so she was like, well, this is this is a solved case now, but it was a cold case. Oh, sweet. Um, but she, like, I guess it wasn't, I don't know what she said. She was going to cover it is what I think she mentioned, but. I'm pretty stoked about then it. Then she was just like, here, do this from Idaho. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Because now we've got. Yeah, we've got listeners in Idaho, inc- including we, her. Yeah, including yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm totally stoked for this. Yeah. This is a nasty ass case. What the fuck? Yeah, it is. It's Holy not good. shit. Um, I like it. I mean, I don't, you know, you know. Yeah, you don't. I know. I know what you mean. I <laughs> love me. Still. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was big news because, like, these all happened in like 2005. That what I'm what? Gonna, about to tell you happened oh, in 2005. Shit. So okay. Jocelyn remembers it, right? Oh shit! Cause, yeah, because you know, she lives in yeah, Idaho she and been alive at the time. Yeah. This was only like 14 years ago. Yeah. Okay, so here are the Idaho murders and kidnappings. May 16th, 2005. Authorities discovered the bodies of Brenda Groney, who's 40, her boyfriend Mark McKenzie, who's 37, and Brenda's son Slade Groney, who's 13, in their home along Lake Coeur d'Alene, outside the city of Coeur d'Alene. What? Missing were Brenda's other children, Dylan, who is 9, and Shasta, who is 8. Their name's Brenda. Yeah, so we were just talking about a Brenda. Yeah, <laughs> weird. Okay. It's not our cousin Brenda. She is alive. <laughs> and not from Idaho. <laughs> not from Idaho and has not been suggesting cases from better. the grave to me. Yeah. <laughs> she just sends me My emails. case. It was bad. Cover it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My murder. Let's do that one now. Okay. Um, an amber alert was issued and searchers combed the area for Dylan and Shasta. Autopsies revealed that the cause of death to the rest of the family was and the boyfriend were a blunt trauma to the head, oh. and the victims had been bound. What? In the morning hours of July 2nd, 2005, Shasta Groney was seen at a Denny's in Coeur d'Alene in the company of an unknown man. A waitress, a manager, and two of the customers there recognized her, and someone surreptitiously called the cops and then posi- positioned themselves to prevent him him from leaving in case he oh, got good. suspicious and ran out the door that's smart yeah that's good so it's great yeah the cops came and arrested him um and there was they figured out it definitely was him yeah like figure out who he was because he had a record and they arrested him with no incident okay oh, shasta identified herself to the waitress and to the cops and was taken to kootenai med center for uh, sorry kootenai medical center for medical treatment and to be reunited right. with her father because luckily mm, okay. you know he wasn't there. Yeah. And so she had some family left, which is really nice. Oh, geez, yeah. So the cops detained Duncan on kidnapping charges and an outstand- and the outstanding federal warrant that he had for flight to avoid prosecution. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. They had little hope of finding Dylan alive oh. because of past stuff. Oh, my god. <laughs> Obviously, right? Yeah. So they were asking the public for tips. Um and there were some people that reported sightings of this uh, stolen red Jeep Cherokee with Missouri license plates that, that Duncan had been driving. Right. 
Um, a gas station employee in Kellogg, 40 miles east of Coeur d'Alene, recognized the vehicle. Wow. It was suspected that... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this employee saw Shasta and Duncan there. Oh, jeez. And she, they were like, oh, I think it's Shasta. Yeah. But since nothing appeared out of the ordinary, they didn't report it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, on July 4th, it. 2005, they found human rela- remains at a remote makeshift campsite in Lolo National Forest near St. Regis, Montana. Okay. DNA testing identified it as Dylan. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Poor Dylan. So they... This poor kid. ...took note that basically uh, Duncan had shot Dylan at point-blank range by Whoa. holding a sawed-off 12-gauge shotgun to his head. Holy shit. So Duncan said it had been an accident. Uh- <laughs> I accidentally blow people's heads off all the time. Well, what had like, happened what? was Shasta what? said she was standing on the other side. So Shasta yeah. uh, retold this whole story. Yeah. Basically, she said she was standing on the other side of the Jeep when she heard something explode. Oh she ran God. to the other side of the Jeep and saw Dylan lying on the ground screaming. With a shotgun, you wouldn't have enough face left to scream it, at this point isn't, blank. He wasn't shot yet. In the oh, head. Oh, okay, okay. Um, basically, Duncan had been digging through a box looking for beer when the shotgun that he was keeping in that box went off, hitting Dylan in the stomach. What? And then Shasta saw Duncan put the shotgun to Dylan's head and pull the trigger. Uh, it failed to go off the first time, and Dylan started begging for his life. And then Duncan oh. reloaded it and pulled the trigger and killed him instantly by shooting him in the head at point blank range. Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe he was trying to put him out of his misery because he accidentally maybe. shot him, right? I think they he probably planned on keeping these kids for, for a while other longer. Things. Yeah, yeah, for other things. Oh my god! So there was a public memorial service held July sixteenth, two thousand five, which would have been Dylan's tenth birthday. <sighs> Shasta told authorities that Duncan had killed her mother, older brother, and mother's fiance, <sighs> and then kidnapped her and her brother, driving away in that jeep. Oh my gosh. Basically, what had happened was her mother had called her into the living room where she saw Duncan wearing black gloves and holding a gun. And then Duncan tied her mother's hands with nylon zip ties and did the same to her fiancé and Slade. Right. And then while Shasta basically – and then they were sent out to the Jeep, Dylan and Shasta. Yeah. And then while she was waiting in the Jeep with her brother, she heard – her mother's fiance scream and then saw Ooh. Slade staggering away from the entrance to the home. Oh my gosh. And then Duncan bludgeoned, bludgeoned them all to death. Wow. So she didn't see them be bludgeoned. But she just she just saw what she saw. Their bodies. Yeah. And then which bludgeoned. Autopsy showed that they had been that bludgeoned. Had been, oh my God. So oh my God. then they were taken to other locations, repeatedly molested and tortured Ugh. for six weeks. Fuck. Um, and they drove long distance and stayed in two different campsites where Duncan told her of having beaten her family to death with a hammer. Wow. Fuck him. So then there were these previous murders, right, Ugh. that I told you about? So Anthony yeah. Martinez, on April 4th, 1997, Anthony Martinez was playing with friends in the front yard of his home in Beaumont, California, when a man approached asking for help in finding a missing cat. Oh. The boys refused. Smart. But... Uh, Duncan grabbed Anthony at knife point and threw oh. him into his vehicle. After a two-week search, his body was found nude and partially decomposed in Indio, California on April 19, 1997. What the fuck? He had been sexually assaulted and bound with duct tape. A composite sketch and parcel, partial fingerprint were found, but the case went cold anyway. 
And then on August 3rd, 2005, they officially announced Duncan's connection with this case. Wow. And then there is the other two murders, which yeah. I think happened in one incident. But Samyeho White and Carmen Cubius, basically Duncan confessed to those murders. Uh, Samyeho White was 11 and Carbon, Carmen Cubius was 9. And they vanished July 6, 1996 after oh. leaving the Crest Motel in Seattle to Panhandle. Right. Their remains are, were found on February 10, 1998 in Bothell, Washington. Uh, but, like, uh, those cases all went cold until yeah. um, Duncan did the, that family murder, the right. Gronies. Yeah, so, like, these were all things that he admitted to after he was finally caught for Grony. Yeah, I think, <sighs> yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. So, there were trials. He was convicted by three courts, the Idaho District Court, the U.S. District for Idaho Court, and the California Su- Supreme Court. Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, he was charged first with three counts of first-degree murder and three counts of first-degree kidnapping. He pled guilty with a plea bargain and was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences with no parole. Nice. Then he pled guilty to all ten federal charges. The condition of this was that Shasta would not have to testify. Oh, yeah. He chose to represent himself, oddly. And then he got three death sentences and three consecutive (laughs) terms of life without parole. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow, so people were not having it from him. And then with California Supreme Court, he pled guilty and got two life terms. Hmm. Fifth Nail. This what? is a weird thing. So what? he actually has a, had a personal website called The Fifth Nail. Ew. Yeah. It, the lore basically says that in addition to the four nails, Jesus Christ, like that nailed Jesus Christ. To yeah, him. like his, and his hands and feet. Yeah. The four nails. There was yeah. a fifth nail in the crucifixion, which was hidden by the Romans. What? Yeah, he basically it this on on this site he depicted his day to day life as a sex offender, denied what? being a pedophile, Ugh. and claimed that he was sexually abused as a child. Okay, which is no that excuse. Doesn't help. Yeah, um, I went through pains. I'm gonna do the pain to you. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. So someone that goes by the name Silenced maintains what? this um this website. Mm-hmm. By like communicating now. by letter with Duncan. Ugh. Oh, yeah. that's creepy. I know. Oh, so you can, yeah, okay. And then no, there's some, that, yeah. so that's problematic. But um, yeah, that's fucked. That's <laughs> so really then fucked. there's the aftermath of everything. Because yeah. This poor Shasta. I, I girl, know. Right? I was gonna say like, oh my god. Um. I'm so glad she's alive, but like, God. So they did find evidence, basically, of what happened to Dylan. Oh no. Uh they had some they had his human remains, a wire noose, and videos of Duncan torturing Dylan. Oh my god. That you can hear a child screaming in pain while you see a naked Duncan heard shouting, The devil is here, boy, the devil himself. The devil likes to watch children suffer and cry. Ew. What yeah. the fuck? Uh in April two thousand seven, people got together to build a house for Shasta Groni. Okay. Which was to be held in trust until she was 25. And this, right. the money for this was through fundraising efforts. Good. In February 2014, Shasta was arrested and sent to juvie for 12 months for a drug-related crime. Well, no kidding. Yeah, I would, I would probably I would also, be into that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the sentence, she says the sentence saved her life because uh, of all the drugs. But yeah. in October 2017, she was accused of leaving meth where a one-year-old could have access to it which is like anywhere one-year-old's getting Mm. to things yeah uh she was charged with two misdemeanor charges 
uh, to which she pleaded guilty in April 2018 and was handed an 18-month unsupervised probation with withheld judgment. Right. So they kind of went easier on her, which is good. Yeah, makes sense. A month, well, yeah. I mean, you have to take in the mitigating circumstances. Yeah, like she's doing meth because she had a horrible experience. Yeah. Yeah. A month into her probation, she violated and her probation and admitted to it on June 21st. Right. I don't know if she, like, was caught violating it or if she just came forward and was just like, hey, I violated it. She just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then they, all they did was they changed her probation to supervised probation. Right. In 2016, at age 19, Shasta started a petition called Slade and Dylan's Law, which stated that convicted sex offenders not be let out of jail. Sounds good. So the three-strike rule for violent sex offenders would be reduced to one strike, which is how it should be. Yeah. And when the petition was closed, it had 51,820 supporters. What? And then, so I that's good. Be more. But yeah, no, well, like that's, that's a good chunk. Lots. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, who knows how. Who knows, yeah. right? That's just. Uh, you're and allowed then, to commit violent rape twice, but if you do it a third time. You like, go to jail. What? Yeah. Like. So on September 30th, 2018, Shasta's father, Steve Groney, posted on his Facebook page that they were being evicted from the house that was built for them. Oh. Ownership was to revert to Shasta on her 25th birthday unless the Shasta Groni Charitable Trust sells the property before them. What? Before then. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, like... Yeah, so basically they've been living in the house. Yeah. And they got evicted from it, um, I think, because Shasta's father was there. Basically oh. – uh, yeah, I mean, like, they said they don't really have any obligation to support him, just her, right? No, yeah, just her. And but... the or, yeah. the uh, trust basically have stated they might need to sell the house in order to continue supporting Shasta while she lives in Nampa near Boise because she's living somewhere else. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they're saying – okay, maybe her father is just living there, but in any I mean, case, they're being you know evicted. What? That's kind of a dick move. Yeah, like, we're supporting you advantage. to look good, so it only applies to you and your name. That's true. Like, I feel like that's bad. Like, I feel like, you know, her family's probably suffered too. Like, yeah. who cares? You know, it's one house. But, They'll, I mean, if he's the only one broke. living there. Yeah, but, like. And she's not even living in that house. No, and I get it, but, like, who cares? Just let it slide. Yeah. Like, I mean, they fuck, did do, you know, the fundraising efforts. But if they need to sell the house so that they can keep sending her money so that she yeah. can live not in the house yeah then i mean that makes that's sense. the case right yeah that makes sense yeah oh my god so both of our cases were actually pretty similar hey yeah like uh, horrible pedophiles in the 90s yeah good to good good times fun stuff. Oof. um yeah so that's that <laughs> we have videos on YouTube that you should watch. Yeah, we're going to have funner videos too. Like, funner. funner. Okay, you know what? That's actually the grammatically correct word. Connor hates it. But whenever I type more fun into a, like, word, yeah, it's like, it corrects it to, to funner. funner. It oh. is funner. Funner is a word. Well, I like funner that. Funner is the correct word. It's just incorrect if you're saying it's more funner. Mm-hmm. I think that's, because that's redundant. Let me live. <laughs> we can't say more funner. But it's more That's extra redundant. funner to an extreme of fun. No, you just leave it at funner. And I just put so much fun the in there. Our thing. videos are going to be <laughs> enjoyable. Yes. Uh, well, we already have videos up. So you can leave one video up and then 
Yeah. yeah I mean, go ahead it. and check that out. Yeah, we're and doing a new series coming up, so. We're at patreon.com slash Too Scared Siblings. Yeah, we're we everywhere else. Everywhere. Too Scared Sibs on Twitter. Too Scared Siblings everywhere else. We're disintegrating as we speak. He's disintegrating. I'm actually okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. I am. I'm actually Give okay. me some of your snail goo. Maybe that's what it takes to hold my cells together. That's probably what it is. I just slap some snail on my face. I'm just, I'm not even gonna like go through the second step of it being a cream. I'm just gonna grab a snail and just put it on me. That's <laughs> and just I'm let it do. like just crawl let, like, over your face because you yeah. want like, you want your snail want mucus to, to be freshly made, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be the best way to do it. Because I'm just using stale snail mucus. Stale snail. Stale snail mucus. Okay, that's adorable. Stale snail. <laughs> um, All right. As, a fro- as opposed to, as a froze, as opposed to fresh snail. As opposed to fresh nail. Email us. Yes, email us uh, your weird stories. Everything yeah. at two scared siblings at gmail.com. Two scared siblings at gmail.com is sure the correct one. You should send us some snail goo. You should. You should, like, uh, I mean, I already have my some. snail goo fetish. Like, we could send more. I was going to say fetish. I'll let you like guys fun. all know next week what, how it works, if it's working. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if the snail takes longer than a week, then, like, that snail is fired. Yeah. 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 Well, exactly. Yeah. No, bad snail. Okay. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, bye. Snail. Mwah. That was cute. All right. You're a little more. That's adorable.